0: you seen the little biggie. 10 minutes in front of 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC, and Hammer is in the studio. Thank Good you. morning. That
1: look says it all. <laughs> Who the, the hell is this? Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the, the Beatles.
0: Beatles' white album. It sucks. So, so Kev. <laughs> Was
1: going through the White Album during the break, and am I wrong, Kevin? You were pulling up music to try to find bumper music, and you're like, this is so bad I can't even play this stuff. It's <laughs> unplayable for public radio. Yeah,
0: there were a few songs that I had actually never heard before, and it's it's pretty quirky. Yeah, this is awful. Thank and you. <laughs> just because a band or an artist is good doesn't mean everything It's good that they've done. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's a valid point. Michael Jackson, Prince, you name the band, they've all had turds. Right. they got some stinkers, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so
1: uh, last night, you and I were texting back and forth. There was one of – I mean, I'm not going to say it's an all-time great ejection, but there was a – heck that Northwestern coach in the Purdue game, he got his (laughs) money's
0: worth. Chris Collins, uh, the coach of Northwestern. This was a great game between Northwestern and Purdue. Northwestern always plays Purdue well. They beat them early in the year. Northwestern has really good guards, and that gives Purdue a problem. Purdue is going to get beat early in
1: the NCAA tournament again because anytime they play a team with guards, they have all sorts of problems, and you're going to run into some mid-major or something. And I'm not saying they're going to be beating the first round, but I'm sorry, Purdue people. You guys have major problems anytime the other
0: team has decent guards. So Northwestern, Purdue go to overtime. Purdue ends up getting the win. Well, at the end of the game... Uh, Northwestern's coach just flips out. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach get ejected like after the game because the clock kind of wind down and then they put like 0.2 seconds back on or some crap. But he was upset about the way the game was officiated and the free throw discrepancy, I believe, was like forty six to eight. Oh yeah, it
1: was. Uh, it was like Kunzo Martin out there roughing the game last night. Well,
0: and one of the train people in the back, Todd Meyer. Oh, well, that's that's the proper way to officiate a game <laughs> because Purdue plays so physical, like total Purdue butt sniffer, Todd Meyer over there. Um, so and he's really into it too. Right, right. He gets really defensive if you say anything bad about the train people. <laughs> And I get it. Purdue's a physical team. They got a seven foot four All American who's a badass, and they're a physical team. But that's a pretty big discrepancy. Yeah. It's not like Northwestern's guards don't drive to the basket once in a while.
1: Yeah, when you took off that ref's mask, it was Jean Katie under there. <laughs> 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 the game, old comb over Katie So we got he got us talking about. He has this, you know, incredible. Ejection at the end of the game, and it got us talking about the all-time great ejections in sports history. Right,
0: because mm-hmm. Collins not only did he get in the face of the official, walk on the middle of the court, like he went over there and he shook hands with all the Purdue players, did everything right, but then he's firing up the Purdue students <laughs> on his way out, like heel wrestler. You know, like when Hogan joined the NWO, that was that was Chris Collins last night. But I think the gold standard of getting kicked out of a game. Mm-hmm is still Bob Knight throwing the chair. Yeah, you're probably right. Now, if that's the number one seed, where do we rank some of the other ones at? Because the other one that came to my mind was when George Brett Got kicked out pine for having too much pine, pine tar on his bat. And then the umpire comes over, stares at the dugout, holds up the hand and calls him out. And George Brett, like a maniac, comes yep. running out of there like he's ready to throw down. Like, that's got to be up
1: there. Uh, my parents were actually living in Kansas City at the time. And, of course, that was Royals fever. That was the height of Quisenberry and Wilson and all those guys. And, like, everybody every day in Kansas City was all Royals all the time. And that was – that was – Definitely the most significant event to happen in in Kansas City in all of the 1980s was that <laughs> that game, and it's one of those ejections too, where it's been 40 years now, 41 years, and if if it's played on TV, you just stop and watch it because he hit a home run against the Yankees, who are their huge rival. The Yankees and Royals in the 80s were like you know Red right. Sox. Royals and, were really good. Oh, they were great, and he hits that home run, and George Brett was having one of the all time great. So that, I think that's a he almost hit. 400 he was or, chasing or, yeah. yeah and may, maybe i'm off by a couple of years but and he was just larger than life and you're right that ump looked right at him and was just it might as well have been stone cold with the middle fingers and he charged out there and he oh that was great uh fantasy ejection was Nick Nolte and blue chips because he punts the ball into the stands. But then you pointed out that really happened in a Pacer game one time.
0: Yeah, the Pacers were getting jobbed in Chicago back at the old Chicago Stadium. Um, This was during the rise of Jordan, right? So this was the Chuck Person-led Indiana Pacers, and you couldn't pass gas around Jordan without getting called for a foul. Well, the Pacers were getting jobbed, and Chuck Person uh, gets a little mouthy, and they kick him out. So he takes the ball, he punts it into the crowd, and he's walking out to the tunnel. Somebody throws it back on the court. He runs back on the court, grabs it, and punts that thing up in the stands again. Uh, One other one that we have
1: to mention, and this has become far more famous now that Twitter and things are where everything lives on the internet is that great Earl Weaver ejection where he is, he gets crow hop ejected by the umpire. And then my favorite part of that is though, he's of course screaming and it's F bombs and Earl Weaver was the famous manager for the Orioles in the seventies. And the ump is just calmly just responding to him. And I was like, that would never happen today.
0: And he was calmly responding, but he was dropping F bombs yes. back. Yes. <laughs> like cause Earl Weaver tells the umpire in this feverish rant. You and your crew, you're just here to bleep us. And the umpire, crow hop ejection, ah, Earl, you're full of bleep. Now I need a ruling on this one. Do you guys consider this an ejection? When Evil Knievel ejected from his rocket when he tried to jump the Snake River Canyon in 1974? Different ejection. Yes, different ejection, but... Man, Earl uh, Weaver and Evil Can Evil—those were some names. Mm-hmm. Back then. You don't see a lot of Earls and Evils these days. Can we
1: just go back to to the crow hop ejection, as though he was he was Roberto Clemente <laughs> firing a ball from from the warning track to home plate? You're out
0: of here. Do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube and look up Earl Weaver ejection, where the umpire <laughs> delivers the crow hop and the back and forth between those guys. <laughs> What's
1: coming up this afternoon? You? Oh yes, it's right. Kendall mm-hmm. goes Absolutely. off the
0: rails. We got the biggest stories the day and sometime in the first hour of the show concert tickets nice it's kendall and casey on 93 wybc thanks hammer